it's Shelter 2. There's, there's Shelter 2. Remember Shelter? <clears throat> yeah. I talked about Shelter ages ago. Aren't yes, yeah. Wasn't that like the 8-bit one? Yeah, yeah, it looked, it looked garbage. Yeah, they yeah. made a second one. God, oh, good for them. That well. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, it looks exactly the same. Not to wish list. Welcome to Grumpy Gamers. You're uh, you're here listening to me, Pete, and alongside me I have Eddie. Hello. And Ben. Hello. Nice. And uh, and contrary to popular belief and the universe's will, I'm not dead, and thus we don't need <laughs> Kirk anymore. Which is oh shit, we don't need. Which, which is fantastic, obviously, after last uh, week. Uh, that's <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. I thought I'd go for the strong start. Um, so so. <laughs> As usual, we will be going through uh, the news, and we actually have some new releases that Ben very kindly put on at least 20 minutes ago. Yep, giving um, you a lot of time to prepare for those ones. So, so. much mm. time. I'm still Googling them as I talk even now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go through what we've been playing, which includes Resident Evil and Subnautica Below Zero, which, yeah, that should be excellent. Um, I mean, Ben played both of them. The, the other two of us have done nothing useful. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. That's, of that's course he's paid work. full price for a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. has come out in the last week, yeah. Of yeah, course. yeah, of course. Uh, guys, guys, I also... Um... I also may have bought Mass Effect this week, but we'll move on. Of from that course one. you have. Of course we'll you move have. On from that. We'll yeah, move on. I, I expected this. I was relying on that for the review, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and for our feature this week, we're going to try something a little new, uh, a little bit different. Um, and it's going to be the start of hopefully a series of doing this sort of thing, which is bringing you some hidden gems from the gaming world. Some, um, some games you may not have heard about and may want to hear more about. So this week we're talking about Kenshi. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, I'm really psyched to talk about this game. Actually, I've been, uh, yeah. I mean, Eddie, Eddie's played it, but I'm, I'm psyched to talk about it. Having researched it and looked into it, it looks amazing. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a really good place to start as well. But for now, I think we go with the news. Mm, let's. So we got a, we got a couple of little pieces to start with. I think this week, um, and the first one is just me giving a little shout out to a film that's come out on YouTube. Um, a little film. Uh, it's called Balin's Root, which I know sounds ridiculous, and trust me, it is. Um, but it's by a New Zealand comedy group called Viva La Dirt League, and it's a short gaming uh, comedy, essentially. It racked up 200 million views. Uh, 200 million? 2 million 200 views. Now, <laughs> 200 Two. million would be such oh, a... I know. Oh, I'm I'm been out it. 10 days. I'm oh. now underselling it, no matter what. <laughs> no, it sprinted past 2 million views. Um, and oh. anyone who's ever played an RPG or an MMO or pretty much any game with medieval fantasy elements in it is going to find something to laugh at. So, How disappointing! Two million after yeah, I, that, I after know, being revved up for two hundred yeah. million. Thank you for bringing it back up, so we nope. couldn't just move on from that. No, how disappointing! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, What's going to happen now is I'm going to have to play it on so many separate tabs that it reaches that oh, number. Me. 
Gino which on my Wi-Fi is probably in the next seven or eight <laughs> weeks of my life. But still, <laughs> as you said that, it went metallic because your internet's so shit. Perfect. You see, it, I mean, yeah. Um, Self, no, I, I, I thought the um, I thought the, the video itself was quite poor, but I, I love them. I absolutely love them. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you watched it, but that's uh, yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a neg. That was a yeah. neg there. That was it's it's really shit, but I love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think no, 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 no. As in because they they do videos all the time, was it? Yeah. They release like two a week, I would say. Like yeah, low, so they've yeah. got they've got a bunch of online um, series. So this one's based on Epic MPC Man, which is. Mm. Um, obviously mmos rpgs that sort of stuff they've got souls logic which ben i know you'd love if you checked I've, it out i've um, seen it i've seen it yep there we go and pub they got uh, the pubg yeah. logic um yeah. and a few others and they're all really good and uh, again to be fair with balance the first five minutes made me go what are they doing but by the end of it i loved it so mm. you know i think it's it's half an hour as well it's it showed, uh, you know what? I was more impressed by anything because mm. I find most of their videos hilarious. This one I found a little bit funny and then I got pretty bored pretty quick. But <laughs> it's fucking beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. stunning. I mean, it's yeah. New Zealand, so we all that's, know how beautiful yeah, it is. But, <laughs> but my God, yeah, the scenery is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely mad. Yeah, New Zealand is a, a very lucky place to be. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? We got fucking England, we got the Moors. Oh, yeah, we've got random hailstorms in May, which was a really enjoyable <laughs> thing today. Loved that. Loved, definitely didn't go and stand in it because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but moving forward, Ben, I, I saw you'd spotted something Skyrim related. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw one. Uh, there was a story on Eurogamer about somebody who went through the whole of Skyrim. And I think he had to do some mods to do this to allow him to kind of get everyone. But he tried to kill everyone in the game um <laughs> like every npc noble aim. Uh, noble aim. But, but but the thing is on on skyrim like if you if you kill npcs certain ones will come back mm. to life after a period of time they'll just like yeah. zombify up so uh, the guy seemed to think that he got everyone but uh, probably left in his wake would be some zombies kind of uh, coming back to life somewhere <laughs> but what a, what a noble aim that somebody had to uh, imagine the time and effort gone into that plight to, oh, God, to yeah. kill everyone in Skyrim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He but, must uh, have got a mod to kill the children as well. That's pretty dark. Yeah, I think he had to use a couple of I think he had to use a fair few mods to be fair. But uh, Yeah, understandably so. And that, he, is, that is the thing. All the random bandits and all the city guards are just going to respawn. Um, so I don't want to be that guy, but it could have pro- pretty Probably would have been quicker if he learned how to mod and then create a mod that kills everyone. Yeah, but where's the satisfaction in that? I well. mean, um, where's the achievement in that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the thing I, this this strikes me as something that Pete would do. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, just for fun. So, he wouldn't even tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did do a I did do a similar thing in Fallout Three where I wiped out Rivet City, um, which was like the main city in Fallout Three. And I, I scoured it with a flamethrower while laughing to myself. Yeah, none of that uh, surprises yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, none, none of that surprises me. I mean, our listeners yeah. are probably horrified right now, but but to mm. me and Ben, no, absolutely. That's that's a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't surprise me one bit. Um and and previously when we talked about similar issues, mm. I'd say, with, with Pete. Um <laughs> it's not a 
not a character's assassination. It's it's uh, it's more of just a factual description. It's a dissection yeah. after you've killed me, Ben. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, anyway, uh, maybe one day Pete will have another story. Um, uh, maybe the next Rimworld later. But yes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Rim- oh yeah, you do have Rimworld stories now, I, don't you? I, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. I will also it. point out. Just imagine what you can do in Warhammer Total War when it comes to killing like so many of them try to run away in battles and they just never make it mm. never make anyway anyway there was more news there was more uh small note news wasn't there ben um sony talked about they've got 25 new games in development for the ps5 and half of them are new ips yeah, so, that's not even small news. Nice. No, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty I, I, big I, one. Yeah, <laughs> the top, there's no further detail really. That's that's the thing. Like I think it was mentioned. Um, you know, we know of the likes of God of War, Horizon, uh, Gran Turismo, that type of stuff. But um, half of them are new IPs. That's exciting yeah. for PlayStation. But even half of them which aren't new IPs, like. Yeah. There's there's must be quite a few franchises that they're either bringing back or they're doing sequels of. One of which is not Days Gone, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's cool because PlayStation are like looking over their shoulder now and and they're yeah. trying to they're trying to make out like they do have things coming. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's exciting for for PlayStation owners. Yeah, interesting. There's absolutely no other information on what it is because I can turn around and say I'm making 27 games for playstation in a similar way you know like, yeah but i, I don't yeah i think they're, I they're more reliable they're more than source, you, of course I, more yeah I, I believe that they have a bit more clout to uh, to say it um <laughs> yeah when they're when they're actually certain but don't worry yeah you can say it that's cool, mm, that's cool. but you you take my point if you're not giving any evidence why say it like hey why don't you put it on our twitter Ben, I I'm will. surprised you haven't jumped in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tweet about it, Pete. Tweet, tweet. Why don't you tweet Sony? Ben, I know you want. I know you want to share the social media word. I do want to share it's, it. It's on you, my yeah, friend. It's on you. I share it. But, uh, yeah, Pete, you could log on at, at Grumpy Gamers Pod. And, I, I could. Uh, and tweet. I could. It is possible. Yeah. I thought for a second you were going to repeat our password. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know our password. To be fair, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> Fantastic. So. So, on to the bigger news, although none of them will really live up to 25 games for PlayStation 5, but they aren't here. And the 200 so. million views. <laughs> million views. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like amazing for any, like, if imagine. Like it's two case. and a bunch of zeros, okay? Let's not pretend you could read it any quicker. Million views. You've got <laughs> commas in there. You've literally got the commons. <laughs> yeah, and I still think it would have taken you five minutes to get through those seven digits. Like, come on now. All right. <laughs> Anyway, no, that's on anyway, you, right? Anyway, <laughs> on. The biggest news for me this week was a was the release of the Warhammer Total War Three gameplay showcase. Mm, yeah, did, did you guys check it out? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you well, would, Eddie. I watched about two minutes of it and then I got very bored. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah this, I mean, it's there's some interesting stuff in there, but taking half an hour to show what is essentially just a new battle mode yeah. was strong. That was a strong yeah. effort on their part. And I love that they always start out with the battles when every one of us spends 80% of our time in those games on the campaign map. Yeah. yeah but they yeah, always yeah. start with the battles and it's like, 
yeah, that's that's cool, and it's a it's a nice thing. But it's the but... way it's the most noticeable way for them to say, look, it's the newest version. Yeah, and that's, the, yeah. Well, that's what they're hoping, and it is a key thing for them, isn't it? It's the bit that differentiates themselves from the Paradox games or yes. any other one. Yes, is the yeah, yeah, that is, yeah well said. That's a so good I point. do I do get it, but also show me the damn campaign map already. Um, <laughs> you know, so the trailer that was involved in it that does look good. Um, that's in engine trailer as well, so that's. Really interesting stuff to see. And the survival mode does look interesting. Um, being able to build things during the battle is obviously handy. And it is just like horde mode, isn't it, in shooters? Yes. Exactly. So that's a cool new thing to do. But I do, I already have a concern for that, which is they showed the battle timer from the recording they were taking. It was about 47 minutes towards the end. Mm. And the average battle in Total War is like five to 10 minutes. So if you end up with these being tied to your campaign, could you imagine not being able to press end turn until you fight an hour long battle? Yeah. Like that's just annoying. Can you only can you only imagine they were trying to showcase that? Is it? Do you think that was real? I I do. Um, I think if they're going to do it, it's going to be tied to the the story campaign bits, like mm. the biggest moments in it. Yes. And if so, they're mostly a long way into the campaign, so I've already quit out of boredom by steamrolling everything. So that's fine. Mm. Um, but if it's early on, that could be a problem, but I don't think it will be. They manage this pretty well normally. Mm. Um, now, I would like to, again, I would like to see more, and I know they're going to do more of these showcases, but only showing off one part of the chaos side, because obviously there's four um, factions within chaos, was a yeah. bit annoying. Um, mm. And I suppose, seeing as they're gearing up for what, a September or maybe later release. I'd quite like more stuff to be forthcoming a bit quicker. Is that when you're expecting it, Pete? Is it September? Yeah, sometime around September, October is my guess. Um, yeah. And I've seen a few people yeah. repeating it. So that's what I'm thinking. What what kind of price does this game come out at? Oh, it'll be 50 quid. Oh, 50 it'll be quid. huge. Yeah. yeah it'll be it's the only reason why I still haven't bought um, Three Kingdoms, because Three Kingdoms is my favourite book of all time. Um, yeah. And Warhammer, um, Total War, one of my favourite game franchises of all time. Still haven't bought it. It's been out, what, like over a year now? Two years, mm, maybe? Two years almost, yeah. Yeah, fact, yeah it's, 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 it's so fucking expensive. Is it still, um, uh, what, what's the price now? Is it still 40 quid? 43 or something? That's a well, good question, Ben. It's, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be around yeah. 50, probably, probably like 45. Let's have a look. Uh, three yeah, and the thing is, you will get so many hours of gameplay that it's not too bad but oh it's actually mm. saying it's on offer at the moment Eddie for me um it was weird. last week it was um yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a big one you know what not. I mean when they always put like the 20 percent on you're like oh, the yeah and I mean one of the biggest problems with all of these games if you're not if you haven't bought them yet as well is the fact that all the DLC is another like 30 quid oh that's so annoying yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they're all really good but it's just like yeah but I'm what about, what about like with these games? Warhammer 2? Do they do they bolt it together and have a complete edition or anything? They will at some point, but not for now, no. Um, mm. There is no complete one that I've seen anyway. Because I don't think they've finished the DLC for it, to be fair. Well, they must have. If they're, they're going to do the next one by September time, sure. Well, generally speaking, they'll update all of the factions from 2 um, before 3, because the extended map that includes all of them won't release at the same time as the game. Ah, fair enough. That'll be slightly later. So they'll still have updates for that because a bunch of people, probably including me, will want to stick to the Mortal Empires map, the massive map that has everyone, uh, right up until there's the version for Warhammer 3 with the new ones as well. 
Yeah. Mm. So I think there may well be another one coming. There's a few factions that desperately need a rework anyway because they just get slaughtered now. Um, right. And that's by the AI. Like mm. anyone who's ever tried to play Beastmen, I feel sorry for you. Like it's a, it's just not worth doing anymore. But mm. yeah, that was um, that was my news for the week. Okay, shall I go next? Why not? Cool. Um, so mine is Pokemon cards pulled from Target and Walmart due to safety concerns. Uh, so bear with me because this is a fun one. Uh, the high demand for Pokemon <laughs> trading cards seems to be causing all sorts of mischief again. Two major US stores are pulling their Pokemon cards, citing customer safety concerns as the reason. In March, some customers began to report that trading cards were being locked up and limited to one per customer, and an internal memo had been leaked appeared to show that cards are being suspended due to inappropriate customer behaviour. This is where you just got to love America. The reason for these measures is that demand for trading cards has skyrocketed, encouraging scalping and some extremely dodgy behaviour. In a particularly violent incident that took place outside of Target last week, one man pulled a gun on customers who were attacking him over some sports trading cards. Mm. Fucking hell! Um, demand for Pokemon cards in the US saw people scalping cards from McDonald's Happy Meals, and McDonald's is reportedly considering placing limits on the number of Happy Meals you can buy in the UK to prevent this from happening again. Some people in the US even started cutting open cereal boxes to dig out valuable Pokemon card packs inside. Uh, trading cards seem to be experiencing a boom across franchises with customers getting back into trading during lockdown and treating the cards as a financial investment. Uh, this is a partly down to scarcity uh, with a Pokemon company explaining that global, global shipping constraints have impacted availability. But high profile streamers like Logan Paul God, uh, have also given the trading card scene a boost and millennial nostalgia has been credited with playing a role. In February, Pokemon Company pledged the reprint impacted products at maximum capacity uh, to keep up with the demand. Clearly, that hasn't been available to stop the frenzy, leaving stores to take things into their own matters. Um, I, I thought I thought it was such a fucking weird one. I mean, I mean, like I I was a child when when trading cards were big. I thought they mm. were they were gone and dead. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I just look, it's a weird uh, thing to it, pop up again. In um, when I was buying Mass Effect yesterday uh, in Smiths, there mm. was a couple ahead of me in the queue, and they had a boatload of Pokemon cards and some like Pokemon other things they were know. buying. Uh, and you know, these were I, I I'm not hating because I'm a man who loves Pokemon. Don't don't get me wrong, um, but they were grown ass adults. <laughs> um, they, they were they were all up in the Pokemon grill. Um, so it, was yeah. it a mere week or two ago where you played a Pokemon game where you took photos of posing Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, and um, I'd like to re-review that and say it's not very good. Um, but, but, I'm but, sure, but, honestly, I'm sure. yeah. I don't, I don't, anyway, I've got thoughts on that, but for another time. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I love Pokemon. But yeah, I did see people buying Pokemon cards, and one of the store clerks uh, made a a light-hearted and and friendly joke mm. at them uh, when uh, having all of them like, oh, hide them or something like that. I was like, fucking hell. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, Pokemon cards are big. Yeah. They're big time right now. What I, I think what I like most about this is that you combine that millennial nostalgia has been credited with playing a role in the same article where someone pulled a gun 
on people. <laughs> millennium nostalgia is leading to violence. Is that? No, but I, I like how that article. It, it's that the gun pulling wasn't it was sports trading cards. Cards. It yeah, wasn't not at all. Cards. So it's totally unrelated to this, <laughs> and yet they shoehorned a gun being pulled into the article mm. for no yeah, reason. That is the best bit of the article. That's why. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we focus on. It's literally got nothing to do with Pokemon cards. That's but. that's very true. I mean, the fact that people are cutting open boxes and raiding mcdonald's is well i have i have heard that um mcdonald's like they did because they started giving away pokemon cards with the happy meals didn't they and mm. and they they basically just like ran out of happy meals um <laughs> it, it was crazy like people went mental and the problem with that was like kids wanted these things and you got grown-ass adults just but, fucking ben, i i used to have such faith in, in humanity my, my mum's motto when i was a kid was life is shit and that's it. There wasn't a there wasn't a second sentence. And I always used to argue there and used to and used to go, Life is not shit. People are nice. Blah blah blah. As my years have gone by, I have slowly gone to my ways of thinking. I mean, do you remember coronavirus? Uh, do you remember it? Do you remember the beginning of coronavirus when when everyone someone bought went the like, roll. everyone bought the fucking loo roll. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. And that didn't piss me off. I mean, that did piss me off. But it was the medicine. When someone, when someone mm. like somewhere went like ibuprofen might help. And everyone went to the stores. And the government even released information saying, this isn't proven. Please leave it for people who desperately need it. Mm. And then more people bought it. Like the government didn't say about shortages um, a, a few months ago with the shortages with the Swedes problem, and and apparently it's because um, when the government announced a shortage of something, everyone fucking buys that product. I mean yeah. that yeah, just yeah, says everything you need to know about the fucking human race. Yeah, it? when that that first <laughs> week that Corona kind of like was then erupted, and we went to the supermarket and like everything was gone. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't yeah. you couldn't buy food for shit like yeah. there was there was nothing there and it, that was it was mental but th- with this the saddest part of the happy meal stuff is that kids actually want happy meals and they yeah. wanted actually the pokemon cards and you know they're four kids mm-hmm. and people were just like smashing these happy meals just to get pokemon cards but anyway that's uh that's not just america that's uk as well that's just, oh, yeah. just everywhere that's uh that's just people man it's just <laughs> yeah yeah. Shall I um shall I go next? Oh, you're uh, the only one left, Ben. I'm the only one next, so I will go <laughs> next. Uh anyone else now? Um yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, uh Dark Alliance, the new game. I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um it's coming straight to Game Pass. Mm. So I I was surprised that because there are Dungeons and Dragons games, but I didn't really know. Uh, I think when we talked about it previously, it was like, wow, is there a Dungeons and Dragons game? Like I I didn't know that was an actual thing, but it turns out it is a thing, and there is kind of like a, a legacy of them. Um, but this new kind of um, third-person action brawler, it's being called. Um, you can play it singly or or up to four people, and it looks quite good from the screenshots that I've seen. There's a bit of buzz around it. It is coming out on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, but it's now coming on day one to Xbox One, Xbox Series S, X, uh, Windows 10, phones, tablets, whatever you want, xCloud. It's it's everything on Game Pass, uh, and that's the 22nd of June. So, I mean, yet again, it's just another win for microsoft on these third-party games that are coming multi-platform um where playstation's kind of been left in the dust i mean we saw it with um outriders and we saw it with uh, mlb the show where <laughs> you know they're just they're just eating them up and going straight to game pass and and you know playstation are just being left behind so uh, 
yeah but it looks um it actually looked like a cool game and day one game pass yeah that's that is awesome news isn't it um Pete, would you but I, I it doesn't look great to me it looks like all the kind of warhammer games which i i wasn't a fan of you know the ones where they where you have your one character and you run through and you hack at shit mm. I, it doesn't appeal to me but no i, I i'm over the moon that's on game pass it's the kind of game that on a on a when I'm in gaming limbo, it's that kind of that's it. Yeah. No, what I what I like about this is uh, it's the perfect game that I might play because it's like Dungeons and Dragons, and he's like, oh, that's a cool franchise that I've always been intrigued to get into, but it's always beyond me because unless you've got friends playing it as well, mm. you it's not something that you can easily go. I couldn't go like, oh, Pete, how do you do that, Eddie? How do you do that? Like, how do you get into it? How do you play yeah. whatever? Um, I'd have to start cold and something like this is an entry point into that kind of franchise. Um, and yeah. this will, this will increase the sales dramatically, you know, increase the awareness because unless it's something that you already knew about, you probably wouldn't get, but yeah, now, true. now it's, yeah, it's game pass. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, I probably will give it a go if only for its ties to a series of books. Um, right. you know, me being me, um, books I didn't actually like that much, but, a series of books. So has, why has, not? This got any, has this got any? Have I just made this up in my head that it's kind of a spiritual kind of it's successor, successor to Boulder's Gate. Gate? Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Dark Alliance too from Boulder's yeah. Gate, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so that intrigues me as well. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that could be interesting, and it's Wizards of the Coast who generally produce interesting enough stuff. Um, mm normally far too deep to get into quickly as you rightly say but generally it's pretty good quality um plus with all these games yeah yeah it's got links to Bard. i think it's got links to icewind dale i mean they're all connected in their own way aren't they Mm. um and what what is good about all these games is even if you don't know all the law behind it the whole story about that game you can get involved with yeah i mean you you don't need to know who the king is of that place it'll it'll kind of tell you along the journey so Mm. you, you can pick up any game like even Baldur's gate 3 it's a whole new game Yes. Um, where yeah. you start in your own way and, and do your own thing. Same with the Icewindales. Um, there's all different types of games. Oh, what's the other really good one? Um, anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, it's one of those games you'll be able to pick up, and, and you'll be really enticed with the but story. So the, the Dungeons and Dragons people—they know what they're doing. I mean, oh, this, God, yeah. now that it's on Game Pass, uh, this can open up people to getting into all aspects of their franchise. Like you oh, yeah. play this game, you love this game suddenly you've got people doing everything else dungeons and dragons like, plus it, it's a great way to get into the back catalog if someone plays that and goes i like this but i prefer the more strategy ones yes. and then they literally type in holy shit what's this game called boulder's gate you, you know, and, and if, <laughs> yeah. if you if you discover boulder's gate for the first time then you are one happy person so yeah yeah uh, it's uh, a good way to get some money in also yeah. as, a, as a slight tangent if you um have you looked into Baldur's Gate 3, Eddie? I know it's... Um, uh, Baldur's it, Gate 4. Uh, Baldur's Gate 4, that's the newest yeah. one. Is that the one? Is it that early is. access? Uh, it is still early access, but it's also fucking still extortionate price, so I'm not going to buy it until it comes down, yeah. Is it? Okay. Right, yeah. yeah it's just, just but no, I, it, yeah, I will definitely buy it, because Baldur's Gate 1 was, when it came out, was one of my favourite games at the time. Baldur's Gate 2 as well, and then Baldur's Gate... Oh, wait, hang on. 3 was 2020, wasn't it? Oh, oh maybe you're yeah, right. My Baldur's apologies. 3, yeah. Yeah, but is it Baldur's? Mm. Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access 2020, I'm sure. Yeah. My apologies. Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, that's why, because I got Baldur's Gate 2, and then I got Baldur's Gate 2 Shadow of Am. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah, yeah, brilliant game, but um, at the moment it's, it's so, so expensive. Yeah, 50 quid on Steam right now. Oh, that's mental. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, you might as well wait till it's uh, full release, I suppose. Mm. Well, so full release the, and yeah. fucking discounted, yeah. But what's, really. the, what's the incentive to getting it early access then? Because uh, anyway, that's another it conversation. It could be 70 no, actually it comes out. Longer, <laughs> <laughs> who knows, who knows. But, I'm uh, sure we talked about early access not long ago anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but not those prices, Pete. Um, right. New releases, is it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, okay, so Days Gone is finally coming to PC. After we uh, talked a couple of weeks ago about the um, controversy around the the guy saying, the developer guy saying, mm. uh, he should have bought this game fucking full price and all this kind of stuff to get a to get a Days Gone two. It's finally coming to PC on the nineteenth of May. So. Uh, a day after this podcast will be released. Um, I've I've heard that the graphical improvements on it. I don't think there's a 4K mode on the PC Ooh. version. I don't think there is, and I might be doing it a massive disservice, but I think I don't think there is. But um, it's a good game. But Eddie, you looked at the price of this, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just before we started, what was the price? It's massive. I, wasn't it? it was. It was so much I blanked it from my memory because I was so disgusted. <laughs> it was forty or fifty quid, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Days Gone, forty pounds. Yeah. So Days Gone uh, was on PS Plus last month. Um, it's also in the PS Plus collection for when you, if you buy a PS Five, you get it for free. Um, yes. And I, and I believe if you, I'm not sure if that also extends to just if you have ps plus in general then you 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 get get it for free regardless um but uh what i'm saying is days gone is on playstation you have to you have to try pretty hard to pay for that game um (laughs) so on pc to charge 40 quid is it's quite quite mental isn't it um but that's the 19th 19th of may uh also on the 19th of may is the odyssey expansion for elite dangerous yes indeed um yeah. I can't remember what was in this expansion. You talked about it the other week, Eddie. I don't know if you remember what was. Yeah, the... I think it was um, where you like. Um, so on the last update, you could. Um, well, I think a couple of updates now, again. Now you could land on um, on uh, planets. Oh. This one looks like it's um, you. It's like first person shooting. So you get out I your ship and you go to bases and you you kill people, which adds a completely. I mean, that's never been what Elite Dangerous is about. So it's really interesting they've done it. I think it it'd be is. Cool. It is. Although there was, did you see there was a there was a mini news article a few days ago about how there's now going to be two versions of a few planets because of Odyssey launching. Did you oh, see yeah. that? So um, like people have been able to get out of their spacecraft on the new planets before the expansion launched, which were just barren, rocky worlds. Right. Yeah. And everyone was expecting that when the update launched, they'd be fully developed and the um, into functioning planets. And the developers went like, yeah, they will for people who buy Odyssey and everyone else. They're still an airless rock. So does that mean <laughs> that the does that mean then that people move to different servers? Like if you're playing with your mate and you've got the expansion, but they don't, then you're no, shifting. I, I, I don't think you'd be able to access it even if you were on theirs. Oh, right. um, if you don't have yeah. the expansion. Yeah. Although it did also say that those new fully developed planets, you can't get out on of your ship on anymore. So... I'm wondering where the limitations mm. of the SP- FPS bit comes in. Is it just the stations and bases? Because that's, I'm mm. guessing, what it's going to be. Uh, but either way, yeah. it's, a, it's a new dawn for Elite Dangerous because you've barely ever been out of your ship before. No, so exactly. Yeah. This is going to yeah. be a brilliant move. Um, did, that, cool. did that game come out in 2014? Is that 
Is that uh, the year? It was a long I, time just, ago, so probably, I've got, yeah. I've got that in my head, and to, to that game to be like going so Still strong going. seven mm. years later and mm. just absolutely killing it, because it's got this community that that's all they play. Exactly. It's an it's an amazing game. It really is an incredible game. I remember when I first loaded it up, it, it should have been on one of my biggest wow moments from last week, because, no, in fact, I if you look at the bottom of the dock, I had it as one of my reserves, because the the... It's, it, there's no one better do, dealing with the sounds and the music um, when you're in your ship. It's incredible. Um, yeah. Really, really good game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it certainly looks. It. I've never, never given it the time it kind of deserves. Um, mm. But I remember years ago, it's been like twenty quid in early access. I think <laughs> back, yeah. in the, back in the day. Um, mm. On the twentieth of May, we have uh, Layers of Fear Two is finally coming to the Switch. So this is made um, by Blooper Team, who did the Medium on the Xbox. Oh yeah. Um, so it's first-person like psychological horror. I think it's been out for many years. I think it's now just coming to the Switch, oh. um, and it's it's kind of renowned for its kind of psychological horror. So good to see it uh, making making its appearance. Um, <laughs> on the twenty-first of May, we have Metopia, which is on the Switch. It's a uh, Wii U game, I believe. It's an RPG. It's kind of like a create your own RPG. Um, nice. thing where you you create your own characters no, Pete, like the not nice. P1 no, I, I haven't looked at this Eddie, 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 oh, Eddie's seen the direct Eddie's seen the direct it's uh, it, like you you create your own me characters for your characters who are in your team and your uh, the enemy in the game and stuff like that it's you know it, it's one of those games that it's got a bit of a Got a bit I of a want, cult following. I want to make comments on how this looks, but then you might keep talking about it for longer. So let's move on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not interested in it. So <laughs> good, that, good. that says that says something. Um, <laughs> also, on the 21st of May, Rust finally comes to PS4 and Xbox. Yes, yeah. indeed. So that's a that's a big uh, a big moment for that game, isn't it? Yeah, really happy mm. about that. If it comes to Game Pass, then. Ooh. Oh, if it comes yeah. to Game Pass, that's going to be insane. But yeah, it'll be interesting to show how many... Doubles, well. Yeah, well, it's just going to be interesting as well to see how many new players come in through this. Yeah. Um, oh, you'll get shit tons. You'd get... think so, wouldn't you? Surely. You'd think Rust, so. Rust is so synonymous with um, survival games, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's like the one. It's the one that everyone compares it to, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch any review of the new ones, even like Valheim, all the reviews yeah. were comparing it to, like, Rust, and you're like, yes, really compare them, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. If it came to Game Pass, it would be oh. that'd be fucking mental, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um next one on the list I've got is uh, King of Seas. The reason I bring this one up is on PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch on the 25th of May. The reason I bring it up is because I brought it up months ago. Um mm-hmm. and then I went to buy it after I'd brought it up on the new releases and then the next week I said uh, it turns out it didn't come out. Because um, <laughs> yes, yeah, I really wanted to play a pirate game, and it was like, oh, it's coming out, and then suddenly I checked on the day, and it was like, oh, it's just not come out. Great. And and the previous evening, I'd watched like a thirty-minute thing with the developer like playing oh, the game, and I was so hyped up. And yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, I could play this game. And then uh, I checked the price. It's like, okay, it's like twelve quid or something. <laughs> it just never came out. Um, so, but now it's gone. Now, 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 I'm not going to buy it. I'm definitely, definitely not going to buy it. I'm promising you, I'm not going to buy it. Um, okay, so we'll look forward to your review. Yeah, yeah I'll look forward to your review I'll, next week. I'll talk about it next week. Um, and the last one is that Manita is finally finally coming out on the switch after being promised 
for many many moons it's coming out on the uh 25th of may so this is the ps4 i think it was just on playstation i think it was mm. um it was recently on ps plus i've That's got a shock, Yes, the shark RPG game. Um, I've recently uh, no, I, I've got it on. I've got it physically. Uh, it was on PS Plus. You get there's a PS5 upgrade for it. It's um, it's a really fun game. It's narrated by um, the dad from Rick and Morty. Uh, it's just, <laughs> is it? It's, Holy yeah, shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's just a fun game. Wow, that's that awesome! Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'd highly recommend to anybody who is looking for a very kind of short kind of. 10 to, uh, to, uh, 12 to 15 hour kind of rpg you're a fucking shark you eat people you eat crocodile you we whatever you you grow bigger and you turn into a fucking megalodon equivalent or whatever so uh <laughs> with, with armor plated skin and and shock to you and electrical oh, yeah, you get upgrades and stuff I yeah yeah it's proper this. rpg it's proper mm. rpg fantastic um, <laughs> it's, uh, and, and it's, got, it's got a story it's got a story to it so it's uh it's cool it's it's a good game a bit repetitive but what are you gonna do um them uh them the re- yeah not by i i bought it uh <laughs> them the releases uh so uh i think it's good week but but what is encouraging is that um it has been an incredibly expensive couple of weeks for me mm. um and <laughs> i can i can safely say that this week I am not going to be buying any of these games. Um, I, I I said I, I said to myself I wasn't going to buy Mass Effect, but I am a incredibly weak human. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Now I was I was speaking uh, speaking on the phone, uh, complaining about parking yesterday uh, when I was parking my car and they, the, with my girlfriend. She was like, "Where where are you?" And I said, quietly, "I'm at I'm at Smith's." Uh, <laughs> buy mass effect don't you yes i'm buying mass effect yes of course i'm buying mass effect because i'm gonna buy it sometime i might as well just do it get over it <laughs> uh, so yes it's uh it's sat over there it's installed but i haven't touched it yet because i've just got so much to fucking play which we'll be moving on to shortly but um I'm, thank god there aren't any games to buy this week <laughs> yeah i do i do like that i mean there's some very good games that very good games in there but you're not buying any of them which is i am not yeah that's a good sign that's a good sign <laughs> i do like as well that you literally were there talking about not buying any and you spent 55 quid yesterday yes yeah so you did buy some this week essentially you know yes, <laughs> yeah. i i have spent hundreds on games yes. in the last couple of weeks it's ridiculous it's a problem <laughs> I'm glad I, you're I, I, I feel like we're unpacking too much information but yes, <laughs> we all agree with you on that fact <laughs> uh, let's move on yeah so to move on let's talk about games that are completely free um because obviously a few weeks ago i was talking about genesis noir um having just started it it's on game pass which was what had got me into it um and now what two weeks three weeks on I can tell you that I finished it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since you've been able to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Just a week of no gaming and then a week of almost dying is, you know, it's just a, really held me back in terms of completing a four-hour game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, been, it's been very spread out. But I also feel I'm doing it sort of an injustice by calling it a game. And oh, this, really? will, this will make some more sense. So it's insanely stylish it's really slick really pretty uh and one of the better indie games i've played um but 
it's more like an interactive and intensely trippy documentary film at points. Um, and that's not a negative, at least not for me, but it isn't like any other game you'll ever play. Um, I mean, it does. It, the closest thing I can think of is things like Mist, way back in the day. But even that is very different from this. And so the overall concept, as I think I talked about the first time, is you're a watchmaker yep. um, in an awkward love-hate triangle with a jazz singer called Miss Mass and the saxophonist in the band called Golden Boy, who are sort of loose... Um, representations of time mass and energy from the big bang can i stop and you? is that the actual on. term of a saxophone player i know i i was gonna say what did you call it a saxophonist i was like who who did he is, suck off is that actually what they're called <laughs> saxophonist what's yes. he doing yes he's he's playing a saxophone ben whatever you might hear in your he can't your that can't be mind. right <laughs> eddie have you have you ever heard what they call someone who plays the piano I hear this, but saxophonist. Sorry? Saxophonist sounds like... No, it's, it sounds... Well, you know. The I'm saxophonist did what to the pianist? <laughs> very good. Right, yes, yes. We're, we're all very witty and picking up on the low-hanging fruit. I love it, yeah. Right, Genesis Noir. Carry on, yeah, Genesis, Genesis Noir. Noir. So, yeah, I mean, the puzzles in it are entertaining. They can occasionally just be irritating because there'll be tiny notes, but that's every puzzle game ever. Um, but... The actual experience you're going through is just completely unique. And I really enjoyed it for what it was. The The ending threw me through a loop because it goes absolutely mad with a kaleidoscopic dreamscape musical sequence um, in a noir-themed game, which was really intense, but very good. Um, and I think I even noted down, the closest thing I can relate this to is a metaphysicist's ayahuasca trip. <laughs> um that's what you've played through and it's wicked for that and i would recommend it to anyone who just wants something very different from what they've played um i, I love indie games that like the sound of this you know a, a couple of our experience it's uh and they really are an experience aren't they exactly exactly it is massively an experience um the actual game mechanics are so minimal that it's all about just what you're experiencing going through it yeah um so yeah, I would recommend it very much to you, Ben. I probably wouldn't recommend it to you, Eddie, because you'd just get hung up on how you say a musician's name or some such. But, yeah, really worth playing for for what it was. It's that's cool. And, it, and it's on Game Pass, right? It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, nice and easily accessible. So, I mean, I feel I should also point out that I have, have also played a lot of Warhammer Total War 2. Again, of course. Of course. Of course, because ever since the Warhammer 3 trailer, I found a bunch of mods to play as Kislev in Warhammer 2 because they're coming to Warhammer 3. Um, and yeah, you, you just spend an awful lot of time on the defensive. It's really fun. Um, like, Eddie, you know where they are. They're that top corner where Chaos spawns. So you have no help against Chaos, which is actually the best way to do it. Um, so that's been fun. But... The actual highlight of the last couple of weeks for me was the end of my longest running RimWorld playthrough. Um, yeah. Now, I mentioned it a little bit earlier about hunting people down across the map. And my little um, my death squad have been roaming around constantly just killing one particular faction who annoy me. Um, as you do, you've got to give yourself tasks. You know, it's either that or actually yeah. finish the game. And who's doing that? Um, 
But while they were away, and this includes my best four gunmen, um, I had a massive siege appear, as in 70-odd high-tech raiders. Um, I have 19 people, and four of them, including my four best gunmen, are away. Um, so that was good. So I hid behind the walls I've built and just shelled them. And I thought, this probably isn't going to work, and I'm probably going to die. And then my ally arrived which I've never experienced before. Yeah, really cool, except that they're medieval. Oh. That's, yeah, that's, they're from Vanilla Expanded. They're one of the medieval factions that brings in. Um, Now, there were about 100 of them. They came in numbers, like they, more than 100 probably, but they're up against guys with machine guns. Uh, (laughs) Oh, dear. They're using maces. Now, many among you may notice that I could have gone, oh, look, people to help me i should go out there no no <laughs> no i i stayed no. inside and upped the rate of shelling um <laughs> yeah. also my one remaining good gunman is my sniper so i sent him out to help around the corner it's possible he shot one of the medieval guys in the head on the way but you occasionally miss you know how it is like yeah. know, they're only wearing tin helmets there's not much you can do if a <laughs> 50 caliber bullet hits a tin helmet um and after after all of this panned out, this gigantic battle, they actually fled. The raiders fled. Um, literally, only it only took about two more kills after they finished off the medieval guys for them to run away. And I'm then just looking at a sea of about 140 corpses just outside my walls. And it's at this moment I remember I'd installed a mod that means you can harvest organs from the dead as long as you do it quickly. Which now means i mean i'm assuming they're all organ donors that was my guess um everyone in the game is clearly an organ donor because yeah. otherwise what i what i well, did would be monstrous but yeah 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 mm, i mean now regardless of whether it was monstrous or not you're still doing it but don't worry carry yeah, on. of course yeah it's room world um yeah, yeah. so i now have the biggest freezer that has ever existed and it is just full to the brim with functioning human organs and what can you do with those organs what would you, you do them, my friend you sell them it's, it's sell all about the money it's all about the moolah it's all about the moolah that's the only export my colony has is organs like organs. that's, that's organ how we export. make our money yeah. exactly okay. we occasionally sell some drugs as well but that's a that's a, a sideline definitely so anybody trying to attack your settlement would go okay what's their main uh, export oh it's organs how do they get those organs um <laughs> they kill us and they harvest us yeah okay. you'd think they'd think that through but no no they don't no. right okay yeah <laughs> kid so that's um i mean i've actually stopped playing Rimworld since because it just baffled me that that whole thing panned out that way um and it just i think i needed a little break but at least when i go back i have essentially unlimited money oh that's uh another another chilling <laughs> um, enjoyable yeah pete the thing with rimworld is it really does emphasize your mental issues doesn't it as it, as it <laughs> no no i'm not saying you i mean obviously you but like mm, there are yeah. so many decisions i make that i go like i don't think many people will like what i'm doing mm. here you with your organ harvesting is on the moral gray area, isn't it? So again, uh, they're all card-carrying organ donors. There's nothing morally bad about it. Uh, like, they're all going to be used to treat other people's health conditions as long as they pay me well. Oh my Pete, god! I think your medical system. Pete, I think your microwave meal's ready, mate. No, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my kettle turning off. But don't worry. Oh, about there it. we go. There we go. <laughs> your kettle beeps at you when it turns off. It beeps Sorry? at me to tell me the temperature is uh, below drinkable like i'd need to reboil don't worry about it don't worry about it guys 
So, so you don't good. just waste money on gaming. That's good oh, to know. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was just gaming. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. just gaming. Now it's we know. every element of his life. To be fair, I didn't know what that beep was until somebody <laughs> told me the other day. So, uh, it, uh, so it didn't it didn't even help me. Uh, I just knew that about an hour and a half after boiling, it would beep at me. <laughs> <laughs> for you to remind you if you want another cup of tea yeah, exactly <laughs> ridiculous i don't know now oh, this, the only thing i'd say to that though eddie is rimworld just makes me go pure pragmatism it's like i no longer consider anything but will the colony thrive through this that's it yeah will i thrive in this <laughs> yeah. the, the peak way of living i love it um Thank no you. i've i've uh to get on to me i've been playing RimWorld as well i've been playing pete you actually sent this to me the uh the RimWorld mass effect mod yeah awesome it, it looks incredible it's because i've been playing the mass effect well i played the mass effect because i saw that this mod was coming out but i couldn't mm. get i couldn't keep on playing mass effect until till i moved on to the uh rim world thing so <laughs> yeah it, it's brilliant it's absolutely incredible um the problem is is i, I mentioned it last week is i bought outward um which is yeah. a brilliant game i'll definitely review it next week it looks like it's gonna be fantastic i've only put in a few hours so obviously i'm not gonna do a review now um mm. but my problem is i bought it because it was on sale, and then I got the Milan job in Football Manager, um, um, and I've never ever got the Milan job, you know, through starting as un- unemployed and and all mm. shit stats. Um, so I've never done that before. So I've obviously been massively trying to sort them out. Um, so yeah, I reckon um, not much for me today because I've uh, I've played four uh, four games this week. But next week I reckon it will be a good review of this Outward game. Now nice. one one thing before we move on though, I my biggest note from last week's episode. I did mm. like the fact that you're both so positive about Mass Effect. Like, it was nice to hear that. That when I'm not around, you can actually admit to how <laughs> fucking good those games are. I think that's no, quite bad, actually. Yeah, uh, but I, I would I just say like the, the combat I have it on it record that you actually really enjoyed it. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll keep. Well, that, even yeah. even this new uh, newer version of Mass Effect, uh, <laughs> I I have played. I have watched somebody play the first one, and mm. the combat does look a bit clunky. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, too clunky. Right. But ben, um, we'll we'll get into that because I will play it. <laughs> I will play it. So uh, maybe I'll change my opinion, Pete. So and when change you're around, because because obviously my opinion when you're not around is that it's one of the greatest uh, trilogies in games. Exactly. But uh, exactly. when you're around, it's mm. it's not that. I like that I'm just your natural antagonist. That's a that's a good situation as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Right, shall I get on to one of the again, big ones? Again, you're the, the only one left. You're the only one so, left. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know whether Eddie was completely done, and then it went a bit silent for a couple of seconds. So anyway, right. Um, I've got the two big ones for the week. The first one I talked about last week um, with my kind of first impressions on Resident Evil Eight. Uh, so this this currently we looked just before the show. It's got eighty four percent on Metacritic. So uh, it's it's highly rated. It's it's got great reviews. Um, uh it took me about eight just under nine hours to complete this game um so it's not not particularly yeah i was gonna say would you say it felt long or short um it felt short and the reason i say it felt short is because you have a lot of abilities to upgrade and stuff like that and and ultimately it just feels like the game cuts you short quite quickly Mm. Um, when you've got a lot of different guns, a lot of upgrades and stuff like that. Ultimately, it's designed, I think, for multiple playthroughs and and stuff like that. So, right. and there's new game plus and right. so yeah. so you so you can use those upgrades going forwards and, and everything like that. But the the game itself, 
I said last week, it, it looks great. It, it's a really, really good looking game. And what I will say is that this is really polished. Like, I didn't notice anything wrong with this game. There were no crashes. There were uh, no sound issues. There were no graphical issues. Like, it was just it was just great. Um, the story is decent. It takes some, some kind of twists and turns towards the end. It's fairly, fairly engaging. Um, and the boss set pieces are, like I mentioned last week, uh, are cool. And they a lot of variety in the different I'm, areas. I'm I'm noticing a lot of hedging here, Ben. I'm noticing a lot of very neutral terminology being used. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just it's just that I I feel odd about this game. Like I finished it and I was like, okay, yeah, I finished it. That's nice. Um, but <laughs> that's then, nice. You take my point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look, I people people are going to disagree we said about the metacritic score 84 percent. people are going to disagree with me i don't think this is very popular so break brace yourselves but um i i don't think i like it oh. i don't think it's very good um hold on stop the press ben is being negative surprising. about a game so, yeah so, it's surprising uh, for that and also i've, I've heard amazing <laughs> things like yeah this game isn't it's i'm not saying it's not good at what it's trying to do Mm. What I'm saying is that what it's trying to do is not worth doing. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's, that's a lot worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's it's not horror. It's it's not really action. And because it's kind of this halfway house and it's it all just feels a little empty, despite it looking amazing and kind of feeling good and sounding it's it's like if somebody designed a video game went oh if it had all these things it would be good right and you go yeah yeah i suppose um yeah i suppose it, it would be good and then you make it and you go well, but what's it missing um so i bought this pretty much because the review said it was less scary than resident evil 7 and it was more action-based and so that sounded like exactly what i wanted <laughs> and i never ever thought that i'd be saying that i'd rather be playing resident evil 7 um but i was playing this game to really beat it to to finish it and it and it feels short and and it is it's quite fun like i I didn't didn't hate it didn't dislike it um but it's quite boring um and it was and it was it was only really afterwards i thought why did you enjoy that game well i enjoyed it because the flow was there it wasn't really that difficult you get through the story and i was progressing each time and and at the end of it i said yay i completed it like it just yeah damning damning with faint praise is definitely a thing even when you're not just outright insulting it that's uh yeah okay so i mean 50 quid how was that uh, you're, you have no sense of money anyway, so I'm sure if I sold you a banana yeah, for four quid, yeah. you'd think it was okay. Like, but even how did fifty quid feel? Even I can't justify this. Um, I can't like if you said to me this game was fifteen quid and it was on Game Pass, mm. I'd be like, "Man, you pick this up! Like it's great! Like that is that is a, that is a pickup! Mm. That is gonna be that yeah. is gonna be great! It looks great! It's polished as fuck." Um. But when you attach a big price tag to it and then you go, oh, OK, that's where the big budget AAA stuff has come in. But that doesn't make it a great game. Mm. I, I wish if prices weren't involved in games at all. You, This would I, I'd have a better opinion of it. But right. it's it's one of those games where it's like nothing in this game is bad. It's, it, but it's just the, the question really is what's good? 
Mm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't do anything like amazingly. I mean, it's been fantastic meme fodder. Like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters have generated a whole new. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I just don't. I don't know. I don't know about it. Like, yeah. I, I. I, 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 I enjoyed playing it, but I wanted to beat it. Like, and I was playing it to complete it. Um, uh, if it was 15 hours, I think this game would be so much better. But the problem with it being 15 hours is that they probably just didn't. It, it had a lot of variety in it, but and it was keen not to make you repeat things. Yeah. Um, but if you stretch it, it will outstay its welcome. Um, or you might get Mary Jane again, you know. Yeah, well, t- 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 toward, towards the uh, end of the game, it gets quite. Um, it, it almost turns into at times a bit like a, f- a proper first-person shooter. Um, okay. But it, and then even then, it seems a bit out of place. Like I did play around with the settings and stuff, so the actual shooting was better and it, it felt pretty good. But I don't know. There's there's something missing in this game, and I haven't quite put my finger on it. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's a it's a six point five to seven out of ten. But it, I it, mean, again, Ben, for you, that's like the worst news I've ever heard about a game. So yes, yeah. yeah, you gave that fucking Pokemon uh, Snap thing uh, <laughs> nine and a half out of ten. So. <laughs> What, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I, I think it could be a bad game masquerading as a good one. Um, but there is a new game plus. There is like uh, this. Uh, it almost like it's designed for multiple playthroughs. And that for me is the first sign that something it's like when you when it's so apparent that a game is designed for multiple playthroughs where you get better guns and then you you can blast through and you want to play on harder difficulties and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but I just wanted a single player game. Yeah, that I played yeah. and it's 15 20 hours and I go yeah that's great mm-hmm. I don't want to play the same thing a number of times to to really get to get my money's worth and there there is like an arcade kind of trial mm-hmm. system afterwards that you could just like yes that's all good to add in a little bit of extra to it but ultimately people come for the main campaign story and yeah it's interesting reason, uh, it's interesting that they wouldn't make you repeat stuff during the game but then are clearly focusing on you repeating the game yeah, it every each of like the four to five areas are very different in their kind of style and how how they how they put it across. And there's there's one part which people were calling like I saw earlier. It's like oh, this it's like the second main area, and they said oh, it's it's one of the scariest areas in Resident. No, it's not. It's not. Like it's just 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 not true. And if you think that, then play some of the other games. It's just it's just not. <laughs> anything with these big games like that the hype usually carries it through like when a game is when a game is okay and it hasn't like like cyberpunk i think if if it didn't have the glitches it would still be hailed as an amazing game because you know the the hype chain kind of um just kind of keeps on going it doesn't stop at the station you know i think eddie and i think with the reviews and stuff um this game ticks all the boxes like mm-hmm. everything about it like it's it looks great it, it feels good it's uh, uh it's got a decent story as i said like it, it like there's nothing wrong with it yeah it just swung and missed for you yeah yeah and it and it, yeah. is, it is it is for me but to me i needed it to be more of something so more mm. of the horror more of the action more of the same it mm. yeah there was something in this game 
Yeah, and to be fair as well, with your point, Eddie, about the hype carrying them through, when you've also mm-hmm. got to the eighth game, oh, stop. When you've got to the eighth game of a franchise, you kind of, you know it's going to sell. It's like the Fast and Furious films. They've not yeah. been putting effort in since like the second one because <laughs> yeah. uh, they still know people are going to watch it. But so the thing is, the thing is, like, they, they did a great job at making this game. They mm. seem to have made exactly what they wanted to make. And they, and they have blatantly catered the series more towards what they were they thought resident evil was too uh, seven was too scary they wanted a more action-based but they still wanted that kind of horror they they have done exactly what they set out to do so it wasn't through a lack of effort yeah i just um as i as i said i just i don't think this was a game which yeah i it sounds it for me it sounds like a perfect game on pa- on paper but there was something missing from it behind it. But that, that's that's my take on it. That's my take. Yeah, you're, given it's got good reviews, you're probably the anomaly. But yeah, good to be I think, so. I yeah. think so. so. What else have you been playing? Are you still on Returnal? I played a little bit of Returnal. Um, I'm on the third area. I got the furthest I've ever got on a couple of runs. Um, mm. My God, that fucking third area is tough, man. It is <laughs> so fucking brutally tough. This is a game that I'm going to be playing for for weeks to, to get through, but uh, I'm not I'm not sitting down and doing six hours on it at a time. I'm doing like a run or two, so that could be like an hour and a half yeah. um, just to try and get further each time. So I'll, I'll be on that for the next couple of weeks see where i get to but the the main one that i've been playing is uh subnautica below zero oh nice so, so this is more of a first impressions because it's a it's a huge fucking game isn't it um but uh i've played about seven hours of it so far um so it, i really am just like grazing the surface aren't i of, of yeah. one of these uh one of these games so um for i, I did buy it on switch so I, I said I was going to buy it on PS5 because it looks so fucking great. Um, yeah, on- it's a, it's one of those games that I mean, even the first one I thought was stunning in its own way, wasn't it? So, oh, yeah. so on my PC, Eddie, it looks fucking amazing. But mm. but you know why I didn't get it um, on on console was was purely because, and I'm glad I've done this actually. It's like Football mm. Manager in terms of. I want to play it with something else on in the background. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm watching something on Netflix, like a series that I've seen a thousand times or whatever, whilst playing this switch. Um, it's one of those types of games for me. Uh, mm. I don't want to have it on the con and that's taking up my TV. And, and I just didn't think that I would get the playtime out of it by, by doing right. that. Um, and mm. it's a reason why I didn't sink so much time in subnautica on the PC, because I would have had to sit down and play it at my PC and I haven't got the other things around me to kind of like have as a side thing. So yeah, I, I think the switch was the right way for me to buy it. One thing I have seen playthroughs on the, on the PS five, I was watching somebody stream it yesterday. It looks fantastic on PS five. It looks fantastic, mm-hmm. obviously yeah. on PC. Um, but it does su- play surprisingly well on switch. Um, there's a couple of frame rate drops. The, the, obviously the resolution and the, um, the, the, the graphics are, are, are lower quality but mm. um to be honest when you haven't had the ps5 one to compare it against mm. it's it's absolutely fine um and it's it's one of the best looking games on the switch i'd say so um that's 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 not a tough crowd but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of the best looking games on the game boy as well but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um 
uh, yeah, it it does look it does look beautiful at times, even even on the Switch. So uh, and and I I have heard that it I haven't played it on the TV. I've only played it in handheld. I've heard that performance is much better in handheld than it is on the TV. Um, and generally games like this, as soon as you put it on the TV, you go, oh god, that looks ugly. So um, <laughs> I I keep that nice nice and tight in the old handheld. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So yeah. in a nutshell, Subnautica for those people who don't know. So it. So uh, the best way to kind of describe it to, uh, for me is that it's a survival game. So um, like 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 many others, but um, it's a water world. Um, it's like a water world version of No Man's Sky. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the way I would that put it. That is a good. That is yeah. a good way to describe but, it. But, yeah. but it's a pre-built world. That's the difference. So No Man's Sky is procedurally generated. For those that don't know, every time you land on a planet, you procedurally generate that planet. That's how it then looks. Um, but uh, Subnautica is a pre-built world by the developers. It's just a massive one. Um, but what I would say is that when you build items, the fabrication of items and materials, mm. it's just a simpler version of No Man's Sky. So it's just a lot easier to get to grips with on how to build, to get blueprints, to build new stuff, to get resources and materials. Like there aren't so many different materials. Most things are made out of the same kind of materials. Yeah. Um, so and and I'd also say that there is kind of more of a story attached to this. So it does have a have a have a story attached to it. Um, <laughs> There's more of a story. It has a story. Yeah. I, I, I noticed. Um. I noticed in the videos that I've seen before release, there were NPCs and stuff like, uh, like cutscenes. Yes. So I, I have come across one. Um. So okay. near near the start, you uh. There's a you know i don't know if you remember from the first one eddie when you drop down and then there's like signals that you can kind of go and visit and then yeah. you find out oh, actually that's really tough to get to oh, i'm not ready for that but yeah. there is one there's actually a base on land there's there's many bases so one of the the, the reason i was hesitant over the story pete was the fact that um uh you, there is a loose story in so much as you are looking for your uh, well your you've been told that your sister died on the planet right. Two, two years ago so it's two years after the first event uh, first subnautica and mm. uh, you're going there to like investigate you've kind of got a way down onto the planet to investigate now during that those two years there had been many expeditions down to the planet but all those people have been called back now um okay. but when you go down there there are a number of bases in different places and there's one base that you visit pretty early on on land and when you kind of you get this like woman saying like fuck off fuck off my land or whatever <laughs> and she kind of appears in this big fuck off thing and big bit of a cutscene and then uh and then disappears you know okay what the fuck's that about um you're painting yeah. a word picture with the word fuck and nothing else with it, but <laughs> it's confusing it's work yeah it's confusing. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, but um, tells you to fuck off while she's in a fuck off thing and, yeah, yeah she's okay. <laughs> that's like a kind of fuck mechanical thing she tells you to fuck off yeah you get the gist um, so there, there are entities um and also like there is a bit of um i like it that it's kind of voice acted um with the yeah the comms and you get people talking to you over the over the intercom and stuff like it's it's generally just got that extra layer that the first one didn't have um there seems to be more direction from the start now what i would say is that if i hadn't played the first subnautica i may have felt a little bit lost at starting this game um, okay. but because i played the first one uh you you kind of get the gist and subnautica I mean, has, it's got this just, brilliant oops sorry Pete, you can't i was just gonna say feeling lost at the start of a survival game is this mark of a good survival game quite yes right, though, isn't yeah, it? Like, what, what this does though it, it has this great ability to you 
by just looking around you will naturally go okay i want to build that i want to build that but and you naturally progress without knowing what you should be doing um it, it, it is it is it is very very good for that now obviously i haven't to be honest like there's signals all around me and i've tried to visit a few and i've I haven't really been able to quite get there too deep down and all this kind of stuff. And I built extra kit and uh, ways to get around. I feel like I've done quite a lot in my seven hours, but you can just tell that you're so early on um, yeah. because you haven't done anything meaningful. And maybe, <laughs> maybe this is all the meaningful stuff that you're getting to grips with it like this, but uh, yeah, it, but it has been joyous and it has been um, uh, the time has passed very, very quickly whilst playing actually. Um it, and that is also a mark of an excellent survival game um yeah and there are uh many many um <laughs> i've come across some fucking beastly creatures as well that uh <laughs> that uh, have hit me for half health uh, when i've when i've got too close so um i've come across more than i did in in the first of nautica during the same kind of time period so uh it, it looks like it's really progressing well but it is it, it's like the first of nautica but just it just feels like an upgrade, as you would expect yeah. on the second. Like I, I, I played the first one. Uh, I quite liked it. I don't know why. I'd, I think I was into another game at the time when when it came out. Um, mm. Not when it came out, when I played it. Um, but there were two things that I didn't like. I didn't like that there was a lack of um, like cutscenes and like story. I felt very alone. Um, so that's awesome that they've got that um, kind of involved. The other one was I, I thought I thought the base building was a bit lacking. Is, have they improved on it tell me well that. you i i think they have um the when you start getting into your base building which i i'm mm. pretty much in the last hour and a half on mine i have so i got the habitat builder um i've made now uh my kind of kind of base rooms it, it what's great is that you when you go onto the land and you see other bases and you basically scan those bases different areas of them you get the blueprints for to create like loads of shit mm. uh, like you're going to someone's bedroom scan the bed okay i can make a bed now um it's, it's that type of thing. then you go back to your uh your um base and i think you can uh, like it, it seems very comprehensive from my from what i've got yeah. so far like yes okay this is the starting i'm learning how to make a base i'm pretty much make, making a base around my pod to start with um and then what i'll do from there is when i need to go somewhere then i'll build up a second base a proper home somewhere else but um i like the base building so far eddie um cool. there seems to be quite a, a number of variety of rooms and different things you can fabricate and it's an absolute necessity um to be honest it took me a while to work out how to power it but that was pretty actually turned out to be really fucking easy um so uh yeah no i i, I like i put these solar panels on it and i was like ah damn it why why isn't that powering it and then the fucking sun came up and i was like all right fair specialist but uh yeah did no you, I, did you build a wind turbine indoors and then wonder why that didn't yeah happen? why the fuck it's only when <laughs> i blow at it, it the point was right i built this uh built like this main room uh for me to go and then i went into it and it was like got no power and i'm losing oxygen i was like brilliant (laughs) (laughs) okay well i'm fucked then okay it's it's like that thing in subnautica's got this wonderful way of like going okay you think you've made something which is really special like you make the first like vehicle 
uh, bay thing. You're like, oh, right, now I can get vehicles. And then you build it, and you go, yes, okay, great. And then you look at the console, and it says, you've got no blueprints for any vehicles. Okay, right, great. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you get the room. Uh, you build this fucking room, and you're like, yes, okay, got the materials built. That's great. That's great. And you go into the room, and you go, okay, uh, no power, no oxygen. Fantastic, okay. Um, <laughs> or, like, you'll um, get this this thing where you can see the map, and you're like, wow, okay. I, I've usually only got a compass, and you've basically just got to learn the map. This is this is great. Like, I, I get this hologram map, and then it basically just shines a torch in front of you at the hologram. You're like, I can't even fucking see that. What the <laughs> what the fuck is this nonsense? <laughs> so, I, I I like how it's like this constant stride, but it's never as far as you think. <laughs> yeah. So to um, be fair as well, you've just reminded me of the stupidest thing I did in No Man's Sky, um, very obviously, which is where I spent ages finding a cliff with enough space hanging off the cliff to build a base. Yeah. Um, and was like, yes, this is awesome. There's literally no way in or out. And then you start building up and you just start throwing stuff down on the base because you can. And I obviously threw down a Rover because why not? And then about two minutes later, I looked back at it and went, Oh yeah, there's no way to drive off this place at all. Like, if I drive anywhere, I just fall off a cliff. But why why <laughs> yeah. did I think that was a good idea? <laughs> it takes yeah. up so much space. As that's, well. But that's Damn what it. these games rely on. They rely on you doing that and then wasting two hours. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I've got a lot. I've got a lot out of this game. Yeah, um, I, I did also realize you said about seven hours there. And that's only two hours less than Resident Evil. And you're barely touching the side. Yeah, but yeah, and and I tell you what, Pete, um, this was one of the reasons why my opinion changed on Resident Evil. Mm. It honestly was because I started playing some Nautica and I started thinking about you two talking about hours play- that you put into games, and I I that I I thought to myself like I've played paid forty five fifty quid or whatever for Resident Evil, yeah, and I paid twenty two pounds for Subnautica, mm. and that there is something not quite right there. <laughs> there's there's something there's something not quite right and the fact yeah i don't know it did that and that kind of grated on me a little bit after after playing it now if i hadn't played subnautica maybe i'd have a different opinion of um resident evil but regardless my first impressions of subnautica below zero are very very good um awesome. can't wait to play more gonna play well, it, i'm gonna actually play really excited to play it myself and the fact that that it's 20 is it 25 quid you got it for 22 but it's 25 quid isn't yes it? it's, it's 25 amazing. quid i got it for 22 because i pre-ordered it the day before so um i and, assumed and, you were sponsored by smiths or something but, but what i would say is that i went into Smith's yesterday and i saw physical versions of it and i was like ah oh, fuck but i don't think i think on the <laughs> i think on the um switch version they only do a physical version for a combined subnautica one and two but on uh but on xbox and ps4 they do um physical versions for right. um so just what? below zero so when are you going to buy the combined uh, physical version? Uh, for a collection. Version? Probably for a collection, any day yeah. now. Probably any yeah. day now. <laughs> to be honest, I, I was a bit furious that there was a physical version. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Even though it would have been 50 quid. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, good good looking game. Feels good. Oh, I can't wait to play more. Very cool. Okay, so I guess, uh, I guess time to move on to the feature then, isn't it? Lovely. Cool. Looking yeah, forward and- to this. Yeah, as you should be, as we all should be, because we're, <laughs> we're yes, massively so. So this is um this is the the very start, the genesis, as it were, of our um hidden gem series, which mm-hmm. I feel needs some bigging up because you know it's an opportunity for us to bring some games out there that 
aren't going to get talked about everywhere and that for some reason or other aren't in the public eye to the level they should be. And mm. I mean, maybe you'll find something you want to play in this. Um, I mean, I know even just on doing this one, I have. So hopefully that yeah. works for other people as well. So Eddie very kindly volunteered the first, uh, the first entry into the Hidden Gem series and I'll hand over. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm loving this new feature because I reckon 90% of the games in my Steam wishlist are games that no one has ever fucking heard of. Um, and um, a, a funny note is the way I find these games is by looking on forums and listening to podcasts and things like that. So, yeah, for us to start this, I think it's pretty cool because I know that people will listen to this and, and find a new game that they could. I mean, RimWorld, I found because I was on the forums, literally. And yeah. I, 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 I heard someone say, play this game called RimWorld. It's like a thing. And then I watched a few videos and uh, 1,800. 800 hours later i can safely <laughs> say it's a good game well, um, well this this one eddie i mean when you when you said that we were going to talk about uh kenshi i'd yeah. never i hadn't heard of it um yeah. you know i'm not a pc gamer i ha- hadn't heard of it and just you bringing this i mean it's the perfect game for us to start this on i i mean yeah. looking into this it's just absolutely perfect yeah so um kenshi that's what we're talking about today um it came out full release in 2018 but it did start in early access in 2013 so it's one of those games that was in early access it's, it's one of your games Long yeah, time. It's, yeah. it's one of mine um it's it's 23 quid on steam right now but i will say that that is always on sale like all the time so um it put it on your wish list and you'll see that there'll be a 70 percenter and then you can get it for pete what's that god um uh, well i mean i've seen it for nine pounds so, oh right, okay. There that you go. may have been sixty-six, yeah. but yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's one of them. Um, so it's by I'm going to talk about the devs real quick because because this is where these kind of games really uh, do excel. Um, so the devs are Lo-Fi Games, founded by one guy called Chris Hunt um, in 2006. <laughs> They've only made the one game, which is Kenshi. Um, so they're a very small indie game. Um, they're based in Bristol in the UK, uh, which is pretty cool because that's only a couple hours away from me. So quite happy about that. Um, but I, I mean this. this this game is pretty successful so i think they've got up to about 16 people now um so <laughs> still tiny but from the one person that started it yeah that's um, good growth <laughs> <laughs> exactly so probably, they've probably got fewer people working on valheim right now <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, well, there you go well you know in, in, a, in about 10 years they'll be up to 16 people so there you <laughs> go. um so um not only was Kenshi a best-selling game upon release, um, but it was also among the top 100 most played games on Steam as of 2019. So oh, wow. the the re, the re, yeah, that that's why I'm bringing this game to the table is because people who play this game love it. It's it's one of those games. It's like the RimWorld. Not many people have heard of it, but when people play it, they go, "Holy shit!" Um, mm. And, and, and here, here's the thing that uh, underlines this. So boasting very positive reviews on uh, Steam, and it has an average playtime in the hundreds of hours on Steam. <laughs> That's so, that is that mental. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's exactly one of those games where you can tell that people, when they find it, they go, holy shit. Um, the reason why I found this game, right, and I'm not lying, um, on one of the forums, it was described as um, RimWorld mixed with Mountain Blade. Now, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, yeah. you will you will know that RimWorld is my favorite game of all time, and Mountain Blade was my second favorite game of all time. <laughs> so I had to, by the laws of uh, physics, I had to buy this, um, obviously. Um, 
But what is Kenji? I'll read out what they say online, just because uh, this is better a description than I can ever fucking word it. Um, Kenji is a single-player sandbox PC game set in a vast and atmospheric sword punk style open world. Never heard of sword punk. Style. No, no, no. <laughs> Never no, heard they, of that. I don't think it is one. I don't but they've just taken it. I respect yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, they're, all, they're all punks. There's a punk for everything. <laughs> yeah, what weapons are in there? Sword, nah, sword punk. They've brilliant. they've added punk just just because it's like you could say an atmospheric sword style. You can, nah, like, punk. Be sword okay. punk. Punk. No, I mean, so well, yeah, we'll get to why it's called that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, exciting. Um, so with a mix of RPG elements, squad-based control, and city-building features, gameplay is completely free-roaming and open. Uh, enjoy the freedom and potential to do whatever you want. Um, sun set in an it's set in an unrelating word world of bloodthirsty cannibals, starving bandits, brutal slavers, and wild beasts surviving alone in a grueling struggle. Um, you are not the chosen one. You are not great and powerful. You don't have more hit points than any everyone else. You are not the center of the universe, and you are not special unless you work for it. <laughs> so uh yeah this is um exactly what it sounds like it's a kind of a sandbox rpg but it, the reason why they emphasize those last two sentences is because that's exactly what it is i remember when i started playing this game and i saw a couple of people and i thought oh here we go this is probably the best way of money is killing these people and taking their stuff i got fucked up obviously because <laughs> yeah. i'm one person and they're two people now every other game i've ever played in my life i would easily win that battle because mm. i am the main character so why aren't i winning this so yeah it, it's it's one of those games um i mean there's not many of it so it's fantastic i, I have you guys you, you got a uh, pete i know you know it because when yeah. i said have you heard of this game Kenshi, you were like oh yeah that's the kind of japanese style kind of game exactly and i mean one mm. of the better descriptions I've, I've heard for it was samurai mad max uh, yes, fucking hell, which, yeah. Yeah, that which, makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Which is brilliant. also, by the way, why it's sword punk, because apparently um, sword punk is a futuristic setting with swords as the tech level. So oh, cool. that's yeah, why right. it's sword punk. So it is a, a valid punk, if that's Yes, because it is, okay. it is based in the future. It's just yeah. that something's happened to the technology to, to, to bring it back down. Um, exactly, exactly. So... That's where that comes from, even though all the punks there are is just a ridiculous thing, to be honest, at this stage. Like, there's just too many. But I did tons of research on this game, um, yeah. and it's been on my wish list for probably three or four years. Mm. And I've just never pulled the trigger because it's one of those games where you go, I'm going to have to sink hours in to get something out of it. Yeah. Um, and I've always got something else that's pulled me away. And that's it. I've seen it at nine quid and not pulled the trigger. Um, and yet, the more I think about it, the more I kind of regret that, especially after things like Valheim earlier this year, mm. where I took a punt on that and I loved it. And I'm like, actually, I do really like these games. Like, so, well, it doesn't have to be grand strategy all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 because that is your game. But yeah. um, it, it's, it's one of these games. I reckon the reason why it's not as huge, um, you know, why, why everyone doesn't know about it is because it is one of those games that if you don't like these kind of games, you're not going to like it. Do you know what I mean? It's... Uh, I tell you what, Eddie. It, like the thing for me is one, it's that the style. Of, two things that put me off it, and I'm not. I'm not saying that it should put me off it. It just puts me as a gamer off. Is uh, one, it seems so in depth that I, I, I'd have to get dedicate so much time to actually 
know how to even approach the game on my fifth playthrough you know um (laughs) and and secondly that this game is it does look like a wasteland and it it doesn't look particularly appealing and a lot of people can get around that basically it looks like a for those that um those that have no idea what this game is it does um it, it does look like Mad Max, doesn't it? I think it does look like Mad Max. It, it does yeah. look like Mad Max. Um, the uh, what would you say the style of it's? It's kind of like that. It's three. It's like that two and a half D kind of uh, angled camera, isn't it? From the top. Yeah. You, yeah. you play as you start as one individual. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but you start as one individual. But then essentially you you gain other people that you're the. Uh, it's a bit like RimWorld in that respect that you can die, but it's more about the people you control. That's when it ends. When actually everyone. Yeah dies um and the world is constantly living it's just like you're just a part of that world um and and that's the key aspect of it yeah exactly exactly it's um it's one of those games where it's what exactly like room world in the sense of you make your own story you can do whatever you want so i mean there there's so many different ways of playing it like for example i i played it like i always fucking do as like an emperor (laughs) i built up my home base um i grew powerful and then i got another home base i used that as my um like uh, base that goes out to attack people so (laughs) but but then when i looked online on the forums i found people that were like full-time farmers who would send, who would hire more people to do their trading and go to all the big hubs and sell their stuff. Um, I had people that were doing just bounty hunting and get there, and they didn't even have a home base. They were just yeah. going for big base, yes. doing hunting, yeah. thing, and 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 getting loads of animals to carry all their shit. And and I thought that was amazing. I mean, they've got people like doing exploring, and they go to all the special areas in the world, and they even have uh, people like thieves who like snuck in and sold their goods. And it's crazy the amount of things that you do. In the game, one that you can do in the game. So it really is whatever. If if you're, I'm a big build up your base kind of guy. I think we all fucking know that. I'm, I'm shocked. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but this one's brilliant because you can kind of have. I, I at, at, towards the end of my um, playthrough, I think I had three in the end. I had two main cities and I had one kind of area that I kind of built up um, people to go out and fight. So like a barracks, really. Um, and it's it, it's seamless to kind of just chop and change towards them and. It almost gets overwhelming at times, but obviously you can just abandon those bases and stuff. So, yeah, it's a game that you really just do whatever the fuck you want. But but I... I have heard that the combat is great as well. Like that's the that's the one thing that I have heard that on the review that I watched, it said that the combat is incredibly responsive in so much as it's it's like a, a touch base. So it's where you hit a limb, uh, exactly. that it, and and so yeah. they said the quickest way to die was actually to, for you with your people to uh, surround somebody who's got a sword that just swipes all the way through you and decapitates all your people. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, it, it you just, know what this strategy. This game is, is, is it's like RimWorld. You see RimWorld uh, and you think this looks like a cartoon piece of shit. But when you get to play RimWorld, you go, the level of depth is insane. It's exactly yeah. like this in Kenshi. You think, because it doesn't look great, does it? It's no, pixelated it to shit. Um, and you zoom in and you just see people hacking. Now, if you actually did some research or played the game long enough, you would notice that, for example, people that have better combat skills are doing like different swings. They're like yes. swinging over yes. their head and, yes. and they're quicker and they're, they're, they've got like wider swings and stuff. And you're totally right, Ben. It's all kind of limb-based. So 
you you think they're just hacking and you see the numbers come up to do the damage and you th- you assume that's just numbers it's not it's it's them hitting certain limbs so if they hit your right leg enough they'll chop your fucking leg off yeah so, and then so I, heard, falling around. I heard that like um you can get so this reviewer said well I got captured and I got sold into slavery. And at that point, <laughs> I realized that that was a fantastic output outcome because I could have lost my arm and my leg. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so like, it, it's a weird game when that's a great outcome. So this um, is, well, this is the thing for me, and you were highlighting it, is that freedom in mm. these games. Now, when I was a kid, I played Morrowind for endless hours because you felt you had yeah. an awful lot of freedom in that game. Yeah. Same with the early Fallout, same with so many of these games but this is just a different scale and it is that bit of by making you not special and by mm. making you not the chosen one with a grand story to go and do it yep. opens up all the options of what else you could do and yep. i've seen people rp an entire playthrough as a slave mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah I, like you really can, i'm not yeah. recommending it to anyone <laughs> but that is an option for you and the fact that you can if you really want to never engage in combat and still have an incredible playthrough. And that doesn't even limit you either because the farmer could do that or the thief could do that or many other options could do that. Um, It's uh, with the combat as well. It's one of those games that it really makes you feel because you'll have a few guys that are a lot better combat. Mm -hmm. And when you see them go down, you generally go, holy shit. And then you just try and make some people run away and they get caught and they get fucked up. And, and you look at the battlefield and you think like, right, who's been knocked out and who's actually dead. And you find yourself, it's weird. You don't do this in any other game. You kind of find yourself scrounging for people and you're like, right, let's all meet at this one place, right? You're bleeding out. You're dead. Let's forget about you. Um, you know, and who should we use our last bandage on? And it really makes you like every other game, you know, the typical game these days is all about, oh, you can easily get back to full health and you'll do this. It's not like that in this. You you have to think, who am I going to use my last bandage on? Who am I going to, am I going to risk my last person going and picking up um, my best combat guy there who's been knocked out and running to the nearest base? Or do I let him die because the other, the baddies are nearby? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's I, one I, of those I heard, great games to make. I heard think. one that said um, uh, that this is one of the games that makes you feel in so much as you get used to you you like each individual character that you've got and then at times like you'll be chased by these spiders or whatever and you have to sacrifice one of your own men one stays behind so that the rest will get away and it's actual stories that you build up like this game does seem like now for me the game seems very depressing (laughs) one because one because of the graphical style probably because of the graphical style really like that's is is it because it's telling you you're not special then is that yeah (laughs) like games like this for for me like uh i i think i'd get on with rimworld a lot better because rimworld is that a style of game that i can get on with um this looks um it's very uh rough and ready um but it has, I mean, some of the reviews on this, people call it the best game ever, yeah. the most complete game ever. Like the whole, the whole like you can do anything thing. Um, I mean, it's not complete like that, but it's uh, like th- th- there's different races and all that. Kind of, there's like four different races, aren't there? And that they're quite distinct. There's there's that they've all got their pluses and minuses. So there's like humans, there's like skeletons, stuff like that. There's best, and every race has a distinct like plus and minus to them. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it they they seem very very different, um, but overall Take, uh, that's just part of it. That's one element of and actually, everything. Let's 
let's take a moment to point out the character creator on this one because you could spend hundreds of hours just on that. Like yeah. the abominations you can create on this oh, thing, character creator. Be, yeah. <laughs> Imagine what yeah. they're going to look like. Like you can literally <laughs> make a barrel chested pigeon necked creature that just doesn't work, but they do in this game. Like it's incredibly creative what you can Why do. Why would you it. make Ben when you can make anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine had, mine had hair. <laughs> Lol. That's very good, very good, very good. Very hurtful, very hurtful. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not a good graphical specimen. Um, <laughs> You're into so I, an I'd, 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 fit, I'd fit right in. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think... <laughs> It's, it's such a hard game to explain what it i mean i think we've done a good job at kind of saying about the lack of limitation it's it's mm. quite difficult to actually explain what this game is other than it's like rimworld but a lot of people won't mm. know what rimworld is but <laughs> it's, it's not even like rimworld like if you put yeah, them next to each other like yeah, no one would recognize like it, yeah and in fact what this game is is it's just a completely unique game like there's nothing else like this and because of how well done the decision-making engine within the game is not the AI. I'm not going to say the AI, but the decision-making game uh, engine in the game is. You can have a completely different experience, even if you did the same things. Like that is almost impossible to make in a game, and one guy pulled this off to the point where the moment you actually try it, you end up playing hundreds of hours. Like if that doesn't tell you enough about this game then I don't know what will. This, yes. this is a game this is a game that like it, it, it like if anybody is thinking shall I get into PC gaming mm. this seems like one of those games because it doesn't require amazing computer power. No, definitely not. But this is a mixture of hardcore strategy mm. and survival mm. and RPG. Mm. And tower defense. And tower defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tower yes, defense. yeah, absolutely. It's, it just seems it seems to have a bit of everything and it, it seems to be one of those games that like if somebody's a casual gamer a casual gamer who's got a pc set up and actually wants to get into something a bit different that they can dedicate a lot of time to and it's not the most expensive game out there they want to get into gaming but it's not this seems like it could be one of those games that they hear on this podcast they download and then suddenly that's their game yeah well um i will very quickly mention it's it's again a bit like RimWorld in the sense of the modding scene is massive yeah. i mean you you kind of expect it when people when the average hour um is in the hundreds of hours it's because people dedicate their lives to a game like this um so if there are things that you don't like about it you know what's really interesting i haven't seen about uh, making it look happier ben there, there yeah, must be a mod. That. There that. must be a greenery one, like in Fallout. There must be, like in Fallout, there was. Yeah, yeah. There, mu- there probably is. So that would be really interesting to have a look. Um, so with the modding, like RimWorld, uh, you can play it for you can play it forever. Um, mm. But I will mention, I will sign off with this. Um, Kenshi Two is actually being made. Um, yeah. I've I've heard it's it's not for a while, but I am very excited because the things about Kenshi which I think puts off nearly everyone is that it looks like a pile of shit. Um, I think we can all agree with that. Um, so imagine now they've got instead of one person, 16 people with all the money they've got from Kenshi. Um, so therefore they can actually develop it, but still have the same, I mean that, that, that game dev, Chris, whatever his name is. See, I've already forgotten that. That's good. Um, <laughs> It's written down. Chris Hunt. Chris yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Chris Hunt. 
Chris Hunt. I mean, for, for him to have his thoughts in his head and put it into a game and come up with a, a game like this, I am so excited for Kenji 2. It's insane. Definitely. Imagine imagine if it's got double A kind of graphics. Yeah. If it's yeah. like... Mm. That that's for those that uh, we keep saying Kenshi, but that's spelt K E N S H I. So if anybody's going to look it up on Steam, yeah, K E N S H I. It's uh, yeah, I think it's one to like. Once we've talked about it, if you like the sound of that, look it up and mm. just look at some reviews because there there is nothing but positive about this game. Exactly, mm. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, good, well, pick, good, think, good pick, uh, Eddie. That's a good pick. Great pick to start with. Yeah, well, as I said, I had hundreds, but this one, this one jumped out because um, it's bringing me uh, much joy, and I know that it's um, been a lot of people's favourite game of all time. So I think I had to mention it. Well, and I, I will also say, just in talking about this, um, even before the show, uh, yeah. when you first mentioned it, it's made me go, you know what? The next time that's on sale, I just should pick I, it up. I'm pissed but off I don't at myself. Know why I haven't. Yeah. I'm pissed off at myself because after talking about it yesterday, and I obviously wanted to refresh myself because I haven't played it since I think we discovered March last year. Um, I have reinstalled it, which has pissed me off because I've just bought <laughs> Outward. I need to play Outward. It, Outward looks great. Play it, Chris. Yeah. But, yeah. I look forward to your Kenshi review next week. It'll be completely <laughs> yeah. different from this. <laughs> but, but but like Kenshi too. Kenshi too. I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll probably get Kenshi too if it looks yeah. good. If it looks good after this, after this being highlighted to me, that I'll probably get that. Again, Ben, you're not a tough crowd to. to no, I'm not a tough crowd. You, you just yeah, need yeah. to tell me a game's coming out. <laughs> yeah. but, not yeah. even a game. I've seen you when when a fucking Diet Pepsi advert came on, and you went, "I really fancy a Diet Pepsi." <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Sure. Yeah. You are you are a marketer's dream, Ben. That is yeah, absolutely And I and but, I celebrate me for that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I feel it's probably time for you to attempt to read out our. Our Twitter handle, then. Well, he's all over it now. I, I think he's going <laughs> to nail this. Get ready. It's, uh, it's at Grumpy Gamers Pod, Pete. That's what well, it is. There you go. Look at it. You're almost That's, a natural. He's I a like tweeter it. now. He's a That's tweeter. Easy. And if you'd like to email us, it's podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk. Oh, before I even asked, you are getting good at this, Ben. Yeah. I like it. Fucking pro. Such an expert. Such an expert. But for this week, it's GG. GG. GG.